Hi, my name is Anushruti. My name is Grace. And today we're going to be talking about censorship. So we have a special guest today, Miss Elisa. Would you like to introduce yourself and Hello. how you know us? Hi, my name is Elisa and I'm Anu's and Grace's friend. And what school. grade are you in? I'm also a junior like them. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. So today we're kind of going to talk about censorship as a whole, what exactly it is, what the law, especially more specifically the um, First Amendment guarantees us, and kind of just like what the line between censorship and just verbal hate or negative commentary is. So Grace, do you want to start off with what censorship is? Yeah, so the definition of censorship is the suppression or prohibition of any parts of books, films, news, etc. that are considered obscene, politically unacceptable unacceptable or a threat to security and basically like one of the biggest laws that guarantees freedom of speech is the first amendment of the constitution which says that um that congress can make no law abridging freedom of speech and that is what allows many people to be able to write you know whatever they want to write say whatever they want to say especially like here in the united states other countries are not as lucky as that unfortunately but we hope that someday like everyone can get the freedom that we have here in America. Yeah, I think it's really important for everyone to be able to speak their voice and speak their truth because a lot of times governments stay in power through controlling the press. And recently in APUSH, which is APUS history, um, we've been learning about political cartoons, things like that. Mm-hmm. So even people back in those times, people who couldn't even read, they saw these images about um, like political what's the name like people who were corrupted in government and boss tweed and like a lot of those really rich really famous really powerful people and these news articles and political cartoons kind of exposed the true nature of what they were doing and it was good because it ended up in a lot of change that was necessary for the government to be less corrupt yeah and we can still see that here in like modern day events like for example russia is a clear example i remember last year um, I did this lit like literature um, presentation on censorship and propaganda, more specifically in Russia, um, with the war and stuff. I think a lot of people, the reason why they aren't acting out, you know, um, within the war like Russia and Ukraine, is because they're fed these like you know positive thoughts from the government. And when you're fed that type of propaganda, and you know that whatever like their media is censored, it's not like they can speak out and speak up for themselves. So it is still very prominent here. Alisa, do you have any more thoughts about censorship? Um, I actually have like a personal experience recently with school administration. It's not exactly like censorship as in like freedom of speech, but more as in what can be taught in classrooms. So like, you know, a very recent controversial issue in the U.S. has been like the recent Roe v. Wade overturn, right? Mm -hmm. And it's become very like politically heated, but um, I... I've been looking more into the public health effects of it because with any issue you can look at what are the health impacts in the country and like the science, right? And that that can help people make in more informed decisions. And so I'm part of an organization and like we make lessons on the science behind like like we did one on the pandemic, things like that. And we made a lesson about Roe v. Wade looking at the public health impacts um, because like high schoolers will be voters soon. So we just wanted to like equip community members with um, objective information. And we wanted to like get um, school, the school like in potentially an advisory lesson or something to share it with students. And the 
board got actually really involved wow. and they said no like huh. we can't do that and so we asked them why and we actually had many meetings with them and they shared us their sort of how you guys have been looking at like the policies for a state of california yeah. our own board has its own policies specifically pertaining to controversial issues and they're um they like the way we saw it those policies supported our lessons basically yeah. what they say is that like issues should be talked about in an objective manner which is what our lesson try to do but um yeah it just this whole experience made me realize that like the board is still very um they they're still very careful about certain things and like there's a, still a lot of politics involved in schools if that makes sense because they if parents got mad like they would get a lot of backlash as well so th yeah that was just like it made me it, it was quite shocking but it also made me realize like how prevalent censorship is still at school that's also very similar to something like i faced recently mm -hmm. as like a student journalist right i write for my right. school newspaper and when i when it comes to controversial issues a lot of administrators do not necessarily want to talk about it i mean rightfully so you know there have been a lot of stories be, like, about judged. yeah they don't want to mm -hmm. get judged and like they have a lot of stories about you know journalism like journalists um twisting their words and things but at the end of the day it is important for us to be ethical, but it's also important as a journalist to be able to report truthful and accurate news, even if that means, you know, it's against kind of what the administrator, like, said or, like, administrator did. Um, and also, like, your guys' whole approach is providing, yeah. like, a full side, I exactly. mean, like, a full, mm -hmm, what do you yeah. call, perspective on the story, right? So, so ultimately, it just kind of works against them when they don't want to speak, yeah. they don't get a chance mm -hmm. to voice their opinion. And, like, that's what's frustrating about it. The California, like, ed code, I think it's 49009. I can double check and wow, we can put it in the bio. those numbers. <laughs> we can put it in the bio. But um, it, like, specifically says, you know, that student journalists, at least here in California, you know, are allowed to, allowed to write what they need to write and, like, write about these controversial issues. And administrators cannot tell them to stay away or steer away from certain topics, even though, you know, they might not necessarily be good press for the school or for... The specific individual yeah i also think um one thing that a lot of people don't realize is freedom of speech is not just being able to say whatever you want but it's also having the right to not speak yeah. so for example mm -hmm. like yeah. you get arrested or something like that <coughs> like you have the right to remain silent and that's in a lot of movies but it's it remains true and that kind of brings us to our next point which is what is the line between censorship and like verbal hate or negative commentary that doesn't benefit our society and i think it's a pretty fine line because you can you can't actually say whatever you want like for example you can't publish comments that would defame someone's reputation that are not true you can't do um engage in false advertising and so it's not a complete guarantee of free speech and there are lines that have to be drawn but censorship is a major issue and also we mentioned some other countries that have a lot more censorship than the U.S., but even within America, we understand that there are things that are being hidden from us. There are a lot of things. I bet there's like thousands of articles that were written and were not allowed to be sent out, and we just don't know that they exist, even in the U.S. where we have so much freedom. Right. So actually, we did have a presentation like in journalism just given to us about how there have been several court cases, and a lot of the common rulings have been like that schools can't really censor or not just schools anyone like no one can really censor um, an article or any type of writing or just freedom of speech um, unless there has been like substantial disruption to um, like a classroom environment or just like a m big organization um, and I guess where Grace was going with the whole when to draw the line 
you also have to remember you want to stay like vigilant and kind of rational right if you know yeah. that if what you're saying is just for the sake of saying it if it doesn't really have any like if it's based Could off be. of speculation yeah if it's based off of speculation if it's false then what's the point of saying it that type of thing that's where you can kind of get into the whole gossip culture as well gossip rumor spreading all that stuff so i think censorship is more just when what you're what when you're trying to report the truth or when you're trying to yeah. say the truth and that's being hidden that's kind of what censorship stands for yeah and we were looking on uscourts.gov which is a website that basically just talks about like laws and different court rulings that have resulted in these laws and i was reading through the list of things you can do according to the first amendment and things you can't do so for example things that you can do are that you can wear like an armband to school to protest war you can use certain words and phrases to convey political messages and you can engage in symbolic speech for example you are actually allowed to burn the flag in protest um which is surprising but things you can't do are you can't like incite lawless action or burn draft cards as an anti-war protest so it's interesting that there's like all these kind of fine lines but something i was reading which is interesting and i knew we'll probably talk about this next is that it's said that you can't permit students to print articles in a school newspaper over the objections of the school administration which according to california wrong california laws is wrong so yeah i knew had a recent incident with this and that was kind of what brought us to this podcast because we realized that not only is it just like in yeah not only is it in our government it's also in like our school and so close to us and kind of like what elisa was saying yeah it does feel real and when these things kind of hit home that's when you realize oh wow there's so much more behind the story and it happens so often yeah exactly i mean at least with california law i think this also varies state to state like administrators cannot censor what you write even if it's a controversial topic which i did touch upon earlier but it was really frustrating to me when i was simply trying to like do my job and report the truth and get an accurate statement exactly. and i was you know the feedback i got or the response i got was very curt mm-hmm. so i think it's important you know if you want if everyone's you know huge on freedom and everyone's huge on transparency it mm. starts at home you know transparency starts yeah. at home yeah. then you can spread it upon a brighter like bigger scale then you can expect you know the government to do it as well but if you can't do it yourself yeah, then cool. how are you going to be able to like tell other people that what they're doing is wrong so it comes back to that i think and with that i think unless lisa grace you have any last comments i think we're done yeah thank you so much for listening and peace